Welcome to Meanwhile. This is Michael Melcher. You haven't heard from me for a while, but uh, I've been here. I've been thinking about all of you. And since we last spoke, uh, guess what? There's a scary global pandemic. You know how this podcast was called Meanwhile because it's how to take charge of your life and improve it and grow. Meanwhile, everything else is going on. Well, what better time to do this than now? Today's episode is about COVID-19 and creativity. So let's get started. All right, well, here we are. It is March 25th, 2020. Uh, Maybe by the time you hear this episode, the world will still be here. I think so. But today's topic is COVID-19 and creativity. And why? Why would I choose such a topic? I thought of different things to say. I thought, for example, of giving you my personal predictions on how this is going to go down because I've been right about everything so far. little fun fact, I was in Asia during SARS in 2003, so I feel I know my way around a pandemic or two. I would also like to point out that AIDS emerged when I was a freshman in college, like three weeks into my freshman year. And so that horrible global pandemic was something that felt very close for like a good 25 years before we made a lot of uh, medical advances and things became less scary. I also thought that I could do something on alleviating your anxiety during COVID-19 because we have lots of anxiety and I have some tips on alleviating it. But I decided that we should talk about creativity because that is actually the best way to eliminate anxiety. And I'll just go straight to it. When you read news about COVID-19 or listen to people talk about it or get weird group texts from your friends with all kinds of crazy information or your apartment building in New York has uh, an inside email list where people are venting about things like, We shouldn't have the fan on in the elevator because that is sending up pathogens to the upper levels or any of that. What you're doing is reacting. And for the most part, we spend a lot of time reacting to news of this very terrible thing that's happening. We can react to the disease itself. We can react to the dumb things that Donald Trump is saying. You know, you, hate, you know who you hates sharing? sharing. <laughs> Donald Trump hates sharing. You hate sharing. But Nancy Pelosi and Hillary like sharing. I hate sharing. We can react to all sorts of things. We can react to news from our friends and colleagues and Facebook posts and whatever. And we kind of spend our day reacting and then looking for more things to react to. So the more we are online... Uh, the more we're responding to things that we hear or see, in a way we're doing exactly what the creators of those uh, media want, which is to keep looking. So there's a kind of inherent sensationalism built into it. It is designed to keep us coming back for more. And what makes you go back for more? More than something scary and horrible. All right, so there's that. But my point is that these are all reactions, which is human. But when you create something, you're not reacting. You're doing the opposite. You're being proactive. You are making something. 
you are taking something from inside your head or imagination and putting it out into the world. You're building something. You're creating a narrative, your narrative, the one that you believe is true, as opposed to just reacting to somebody else's. Therefore, anytime you do something creative, you are alleviating anxiety, you're resisting what's coming at you, and you are fundamentally taking charge of your own life. So, a great thing that we can all be doing during this pandemic is taking time to be creative. Let's talk about how you do that. It's really a two-step process. The first step is you need some time and space, and you need some mind share for this. So you have to set some boundaries. My personal bet noir is any kind of online news, because I, like many people, sometimes go online to see what's going on. I used to read the New York Times.com. It kind of freaked me out. For some reason, the Washington Post and LA Times are easier to deal with. And then my little guilty pleasure is the Daily Mail online app, which has lots of photos and like a million headlines for each article and has some pretty juicy stuff. And even though it's this really conservative, British, trashy periodical, it actually has a kind of global sense that you don't really get from a lot of US news. Anyway, but for me to put boundaries is to delete all those apps. Um, I have something called self-control, which is an app that goes on my computer. And once I load it up, I can't access any named website for 24 hours. It really works. You can't even uninstall this. I turn off notifications and I basically just make a commitment not to go into that. So that that's me. For others, um, you might need to avoid certain friends or get off group texts. I think all of us could stand to take a big fat break from Facebook, which combines our friends' emotional slash hysterical reactions with news of questionable sourcing and weird targeted ads, sensory overload on all levels. And uh, since many of you have children and spouses and whatever, you have to find a way to get away from them too. So in my case, I just stick my kids in front of their version of TV, which is watching YouTube cartoon videos and weird unboxing videos of little children playing with toys on my phone or iPad or computer. I think of myself as very anti-media when it comes to children, but it turns out that when there's a global pandemic and they're at home and I'm at home, eh, there are worse things than them watching TV for a couple hours. Anyway, you set your boundaries. That's part one. You need a little bit of space to do something creative. You can't be you can't have children hanging on you while you're trying to do this. I'll put it that way. So part two is just do something creative. Now, the thing is, there are a lot more creative things out there than typically come up when we use the word creative. The official creative things are like write an article or a story or paint something or make a collage, you know, that kind of thing. Write in a journal. I do that a lot. If that's your 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 jam, then do that. Make music, play the piano, write a song, etc. That's one category. Another category is cooking. Cooking is an amazing creative thing, ideally without listening to NPR while you're doing that. It's kind of feeding the purpose. And when you cook, don't worry about whether it's good for you. So make giant meringue cookie concoctions or brownies by the pan or bread pudding or apple blueberry crumble. 
I've made many of these in the last few days. Who cares what you eat right now? Just cook something um, or a big stew. It's very soothing. Another category is you can decorate something. So decorating could be you find some candles and throw them together in kind of a pleasant way and then light them and you know do something spiritual in front of them. You could um, hang up a painting or frame print or move around the ones you have. You could rearrange your bedroom. You could change your sheets and pillowcases, weirdly high impact. You know, however you choose to decorate. I'm not the best decorator, so you all probably have better ideas than I do, but you could think about something. You could work on your garden. Let me tell you something. If this uh, shelter at home keeps going, I'm finally going to have the garden of my dreams because I will actually be putting in the work required and there's nothing else to do. You could make a scrapbook. You could print some photos. You can knit. Any of those things. You could make a podcast episode if that's your thing. Yes, I am making this in part so that I will not spend time reading online news and freaking out. There's one final category of creative things that is actually super, super powerful, and that is to fix things, to kind of putter around and repair things. A good example is, you know that burnt out light bulb that you've never gotten around to fixing because it's inconveniently located and you're not sure you have them? Well, hardware stores are still open. You can get a light bulb, change that light bulb. It will change your life. You could organize the recycling. So I am the only one in my household who thinks to put the plastics and bottles in one canister and the cardboard and paper in another. Everyone else just throws them in. Uh, But yesterday, I actually went and organized the recycling to my specifications. And you know what? I felt pretty damn good. You could sweep out the porch. You could clean out a closet or drawer. You don't want to clean your whole house, but, you know, decluttering something could be really good. So I, this morning, between the hours of 5.45 and 6.30, totally rearranged um, three giant shelves of books and DVDs and random things and um, got rid of a bunch of stuff and put some order on the rest and dusted them. And once I had overcome my sneezing attack from all the dust, I felt pretty great about myself. You can sew something. You can paint something. You can polish something. Uh, you can vacuum, uh, something I enjoy doing. Not everybody does. You can arrange all of the cleaning products under your sink and get rid of the empty bottles. In any case, fixing something is a great way to impose order on your world. You probably can't fix coronavirus yourself, and you can't fix what Donald Trump is going to say, but you could fix that button that has fallen off your shirt, or you could paint over that spot on your wall, or you could, uh, I don't know, do some darning if you know how to do such things. So these are all different kinds of creative activities. And I would really like you to try some. So the next time you have a breather, set some boundaries and go do something creative. It might last 10 minutes. It might last a day, but I guarantee you it will help you feel grounded and it will be one small step that you can take toward helping our whole world get back on track. For meanwhile, this is Michael Melcher. I'm really glad to connect with you again. And now I'm going to go and pull out my adult coloring book and do some coloring. I'll talk to you again.
Bye. All right, guys, let's make that sound. Nico, what's this sound? Chopping up snow. Chopping up snow? What's this sound, Mateo? Chopping up Crunching snow. Crunching snow. Crunching snow. Where are we? At on a hike. On a hike? Why are we on a hike? Because we want to crunch up some snow. Because we want to go strong and we want to be big. Also, there's no school, right? Yeah. So, because of why? Why is there no school? Because we're, because we're five. No, that's not why there's no school. Why is there no school? Because it's the weekend. Well, also, there's no school after this week. Why not? Um, because 10 days. 10 days, why? Why are we out of school for 10 days? Because um, it's impossible. <laughs> because of coronavirus, guys. We're all staying home so we don't get sick and we don't get other people sick. So we're on a hike. Yay!